0: Hey, everyone, on today's episode, Alex and I are talking about how to understand what you should be selling your clients on, because 99% of contractors try to sell on the wrong emotion, which is why they stay stuck in their business. Check it out. Hey, everyone, welcome back to Contractor Growth Network. I'm Logan. And I'm Alex. And today's topic that we're talking about is what stops so many contractors from making sales or business people as a whole? but it's they focus on the wrong parts of the sale. What I mean by that is we work with a lot of people that they charge significantly more than their competitors. Some are 50% higher, others are 300% higher. And the problem is that what they focus on and when people say, "Well, well, you're so much more expensive, why is that? They have a hard time justifying it because they say things like, well, we provide a quality service or we provide a good experience, but Nobody really knows what that means. And unfortunately, it loses a lot of sales because if you can't tangibly say, this is how it works, or this is exactly why we're different, then why would somebody pay more money for you? So that's the whole idea of what we want to talk about today. And then talking about what do people actually care about? Because if you're selling them on communication, but to them, they don't give a shit about communication. All they care about is speed or efficiency or whatever it is, then that is, then you're selling the right product with the wrong positioning and your sol so alex how does all that sound
1: sounds very accurate sounds like
2: it
0: is i mean
1: yeah i mean i know before we taught to use the example of like mercedes versus genesis if you're buying a car and it's like they're buying that for the they're buying mercedes because of the the name they think every car is every high-end car is high-end and high quality
0: and should drive the same but they're driving because it's a mercedes So let's talk about that because I, this is a huge thing that I hear all the time from contractors is, you know, this person didn't want to spend $9,000 on a paint job yet. I had to walk between their two Mercedes in the garage to get there. So Mm -hmm. they clearly have the money, but they're just cheap. And it's like, are they cheap or do they value something different? And what you are selling them doesn't stroke that side of their ego. So let's talk about the Mercedes, Alex. Mm -hmm. Tell me some of the pros or some of the reasons that people buy Mercedes as a whole.
1: Uh, Luxury. Um,
0: Luxury. What do you mean by luxury? uh, It's just like
1: it's more of a comfortable ride, comfortable experience than a Chevy Malibu, per se. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, The brand, obviously. Mercedes is uh, related to
0: like money, wealth, status. Um, so let's talk about that, that aspect of it. What do you mean? So what do you drive a Mercedes and you, or you see somebody that drives a Mercedes? What do you think?
1: Well, so normally Mercedes is costs more, more money. So you think that they are they're doing well for themselves, not necessarily a millionaire, but you know, they, they're comfortable. They don't really have to worry about money or their paycheck is, is not in doubt
0: right now.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. So we've got quality luxury. Then we've got status is there anything else that are there any other reasons why people buy mercedes
1: um thing i think of is it's like a foreign made car so maybe it seems ex- a little bit like exclusive if you live in america but
0: okay so a little bit exotic it could feel back in that status side of things a little bit um the mm-hmm. only other thing i could really think of is the experience of like buying or like when you go and get your car like the oil change, if you happen to go back to the dealership to do it, it's generally a higher level of experience. You're not going to sit in the waiting room with, you know, cheap coffee that's been all, you know, sitting in the pot for four hours. It's a more massaged experience. Yeah. But that's probably not the leading factor of why people buy Mercedes. They don't buy it for the, you know, once every 6,000 mile oil change experience. Yeah. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> they probably so, and they probably and, have.
1: Somebody else go do it for him anyway. So
2: it's uh,
0: yeah. Like I know with like my dad, like he has a Alexis, I think, and they drive to the house, pick it up, go get the oil change, drive it back. So like oh, that's yeah. that's a, another level of what he. Yeah. So okay. So so it sounds like let's just take that one to the side. So now with with Mercedes, which is probably if you're a contractor listening to this, you're going after that Mercedes crowd. You're going after people that drive that. And what you're trying to do is, is you're trying to completely sell them on luxury. You're saying, well, you like Mercedes. It's a clean ride. It's, it feels good. It's smooth. That's the same thing of working with me is it's luxury. I'm luxury. I give a good experience. When you work with me, it's a good lasting impression. But they're forgetting the other half of Mercedes, which is status. So. That is one of the problems here is that, you know, you have a a Mercedes, which is a very nice car. You also have an Acura, very nice car. You also have a Genesis, which is an offshoot of Hyundai, which if you've never ridden one, a very nice car. Mm -hmm. You've also got probably if you want to go for the feel and the ride, you've got a Bentley. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Which a Bentley, it's probably a little bit more comfortable, just a little bit, a little bit more luxurious. Not over the top, not three times, because the, the price point is probably three times more than a Mercedes, and it's probably not three times more comfortable because I don't know how that's possible. But now you're buying it again. I mean, why do you buy a Bentley, Alex?
2: Status. You got a Bentley.
0: You got a Bentley. So if you are dealing with those kinds of people and you're selling on just luxury alone, well, if your person drives a Mercedes, you're only halfway there now if your person drives a genesis because they like luxury and all that kind of stuff then you're good you can keep going so i'm going to turn this ipad off real fast because otherwise it's going to go off um then you're good you know if you have a genesis person or an Acura person okay you have a better shot because they like luxury but they don't care so much about the name brand or about showing off or about status but if you've got a mercedes or a bentley person well now If you're going inside to paint their bathroom, which mainly just that they're just going to see it. It's not really like their friends and families go, oh my God, you see that Alex guy got his bathroom painted. He must be loaded. He must be having a great year at work because his bathroom is a whole different color than it was last year. It doesn't work like that. So now the status is gone. Yeah. So that's the problem is that you look at these things and you go, well, they've got Mercedes or, wow, they live in a really nice neighborhood. Well, why do people live in nice neighborhoods? Is it because the houses are nicer? Maybe, but you could also get a nice house outside the city for, you know, a house in, in Dilworth, where, which is kind of where I live. I live in an apartment, so I'm not there, but the houses in Dilworth, they probably average about 1.5 million. They're mm-hmm. a normal house that if you took it outside the city would probably cost with land and everything, 500,000, but people are not paying. An extra, you know, three times as much money because the house itself is more quality. In fact, the Mm -hmm. houses are probably shittier because they're older. But they're paying for the location. They're paying for the neighborhood. They're paying for the status of, I live in Dilworth. So those are what people focus on, yet you sell your product entirely on quality, when in fact, that's maybe only 20, 30% of what people want.
1: Yeah. And when they hire you from those neighborhoods and have those things, they're already thinking that you're high quality and you do great work. That's why they would call you. That's why they would hire you. So before you even step foot in their, in their house or put that drop cloth down, if you're a painter, then they, they already have that preconceived notion. So all you have to do is just not screw it up. And then you have that. So, but that's, that's not exact. That's probably not why exactly they hired you though, because there could have been 40 other
0: guys that they thought that that was it. So, we had talked about this yesterday, and we'll get to how to, how to position it, but we talked about this uh, yesterday, two days ago, of why do people buy Apple? And there's three things that we came up with. You remember what the three things were, Alex? I wrote them down.
1: Uh, I, don't, I, I only remember that it was easy to use, but it's mm-hmm. easy. Um, it's a clean look. I
0: can't remember the third one. Yeah, they have uh, a strong brand. And part of the brain is the culture, the identity of of who you are. So when you rock Apple, I mean, I've got AirPods in right now. So like, it's obvious you know who I am because I have Apple. Uh, it's simple to use. If you don't have Apple products, it's I'd be it's crazy because with these AirPods, like I just open up the case that they come in, and my phone it, a pop up says, "Hey, do you want to connect your AirPods?" Um, and then last but not least is you know what you're getting. So that's a big pull of Apple is. Those big three things, but unfortunately a lot of, I mean, and if you, if you sell to Apple people, if you say, look, this is, you know, oh, you got an iPhone. Like I only go to iPhone people, which is great because there's actually a huge, like the demographic of iPhone people just like stuff to be done. They like to be easy, like to be simple. If you're an Android person, you probably like a little bit more custom, but unfortunately what you're doing is you're selling your custom project that you don't make it easy to work with you. You don't really tell people what you're what they're getting because it's not good communication or you are doing everything so custom that it's hard to say this is what you're going to get. And you don't have a strong brand, yet you're trying to sell to people that are used to the strong brand, simple to use, they know what they're going to get. So you're selling on the wrong things. You're positioning yourself in the wrong way. So you're doomed from the beginning because you're selling On the wrong thing. Yeah.
2: So it's yeah, it's it's
0: tough. It's like Alex, you know, you want to go to the bar, you want to pick up that girl. And I was like, dude, Alex, if you get if you pick up that girl, you're going to be really successful at work. And if your pain is, well, I want to be more successful at work, then that makes sense. You're going to go, okay, Mm -hmm. I'm in. But if all you want to do is hook up or find a spouse or whatever it is, then me saying you're going to be way more successful at work if you go talk to that girl, you're like well that's neat but like that's not really why i'm doing this per se
2: yeah
1: yeah and and i think if everyone's different but if they all want that say their bathroom painted more than likely about i'd say you know 85 percent of the time they have the same pain point so it's not like just saying everyone's different i got to find each each individual pain point you kind of Everyone's probably got the same one or two. So you just go off that. And if it's different, then it's different. Then you find it out, but you have to start somewhere. So it could just be, it's, it's outdated. I'm embarrassed to show it off when people come over. At the rest of the house is beautiful, but this bathroom needs to be painted since from this pink to a nice ocean blue or something like that.
0: So, And if, if people, if, if your clientele, it's so like when we build websites, that's like one of the things that we want to know is what why is your client doing this? So for example, we did a website for a deck uh deck guy and he had new deck builds new deck installs versus rebuilds and what we identified was the people that install the deck brand new they're generally mid 40s no kids and they like to entertain they like to party they like the people have you know to be able to go outside on their deck and hang but mm-hmm. the people that are rebuilding it are generally family people and it's safety for the kids mm-hmm. so if you sell a deck rebuild as, hey, when we rebuild this deck, you're going to be able to party here with all your friends all the time. How much does the family who's really gone for safety care about partying on the deck with their friends? Zero. Right. They yeah. don't care about that because they're mm-hmm. not even thinking about that. They're thinking about, holy shit, there's so many nails coming up, there's splinters coming up. We just got to rebuild this because if not, our kids are going to mess themselves up bad.
2: Yeah. Yeah,
1: exactly. It, did you did you ever build your deck as a kid with your dad? No, no,
0: no. I we don't we, we don't have it. We have um, we have a patio at home, so it's like you would. I uh, would have to know how to be like a stonemason.
1: Yeah, that's that would be difficult. Difficult. Yeah. I just I I feel like from where I grew up, it was always like you built. It was like back when I was younger, but you just built your deck yourself. Maybe that was just my different neighborhood, but yeah, it was. I just feel like that. Like you're right. Like if you're a party with no kids or you know you're living that you know you know just you and your wife you and your spouse life then it's like yeah you're gonna you want that's a good selling point but yeah I, yeah i don't know i, I was just thinking when well, you said decks i'm like i feel like i built my deck as a kid though but.
0: so it, yeah i mean like you also grew up in a household where your dad like is i mean he, he has his own business he's kind of a kind of a contractor effectively i'm sure he's probably pretty handy around the house so yeah well
1: yeah. I I think someone else actually had to come in and finish it, but I mean, we started it.
0: <laughs> yeah. So it's just, it's, it's knowing on what to sell on. So if you're in that boat where you're trying to sell to these high end people that they're all about status, but what you sell isn't status, meaning, you know, let's say you're, you're selling paint. How do you sell to those people that are all about status? Yet you are a painter where I don't think you know, you painting the inside of your bedroom and the inside of your closet is necessarily going to increase your, you know, you're not going to climb the social ladder in life. So mm-hmm. how do you do it? A lot of that really comes into the positioning of why they're getting it done. So bathroom painting. Alex, why do you think most people get their bathrooms painted?
1: Uh, I would say, cause it's, an ugly color or it gets outdated i feel like bathrooms people go out like out of their way for exotic color and then it just it you lose taste with it real quick
0: yeah i think that well, a lot of people i think try to paint their own bathroom because they it's fun That's or true. whatever um bathrooms are pretty gross as a whole because of like there's like hairspray all over it there's potential mold growing in it all this kind of stuff i think bathrooms are more of a safety thing um as mm-hmm. well because it's like you want to have paint that can kind of deal with more moisture mm-hmm. um but if somebody's all status then you want to kind of position that as you know if you got like imagine going into somebody's house or you're there for a dinner party or whatever and they've got mold in the bathroom what's the first thing you're going to think
1: gross Ew. this yeah. is uh they can't afford to fix this or something like that
0: Yeah, it's nasty. Like, I don't want to come back to this house and this and that. So it's like, if you have people that you know are big on status and big on entertaining, but you're trying to sell, well, we do a quality product, reposition it. Sell Mm -hmm. it as, you know, a bathroom finish that everybody's going to love. So now it's kind of switching it over to really going for the emotions of what people want. Because otherwise, if you keep diving into quality and experience and this and that, then you know you're selling on the wrong stuff. People don't care because now you're just like looked at as another bathroom person or a bathroom painter because they're gonna go, well everybody provides a good experience, right? And everybody does a quality finish, right? But if you can now switch over to the pain of this is we're focusing on solving this end problem for you. We're focusing on the status issue. We're focusing on making sure that when we finish your bathroom it's going to look amazing so if you do entertain or you have people over they're going to be wowed by your bathroom which is the last place in the house that you're probably thinking that they're going to be you know um impressed by but -hmm. we're going to make sure that we get there for you Hey guys, real quick break from this. If you are a contractor and you want to discuss the things that we're talking about here and you want to take action and actually have some accountability so you grow your business, head to Facebook, join our private Facebook group called Contractor Growth Network. We'll see you there. So I'm on the website,
1: I feel like that's like the first thing when people make their own websites or their first couple of websites. They they put, you know, 30 years of experience. We make high quality. Uh, you know, we we model high quality kitchens or we paint high quality bathrooms. So what would you put on that initial home screen, say for like a a painter that is trying to hit that pain point of, like, we're going to give you a, a, we're going to make this bathroom look the best it's ever looked or something like that.
0: Well, you can do, you can use some of those buzzwords, but unfortunately a lot of people just use the buzzwords by themselves. So um, imagine Alex, you're hiring somebody and under their skills, their skills were this. Uh, works well in teams, works well individually, hard worker, good time management skills, fantastic at communication. What did that tell you about that person?
2: They're good communicator and they're hardworking maybe. I
0: right. Mean, yeah. But like, like who's not going to put that on their resume? Who, who's going to put that? Yeah. She a communicator, works terribly oh, with yeah. other people. Yeah, yeah. Like everybody puts that, but it makes no sense. But everybody does that same thing on their with their with their website, with their logo, with or with their everything. Is they just say, "This is why we're the best because I've been around for thirty years." Mm-hmm. No, I nobody cares if you've been around for thirty years. Nobody cares if you are in the military. Nobody cares if your family run company unless you can switch it into how they care. Mm-hmm. We we have been around for thirty years, so which means. That, with our 10-year warranty, you'll know we'll be there if anything goes wrong. Yeah. Plus,
1: if you've been around 30 years, that does not necessarily mean you're the best. I mean, it does. Look at sports. It means that you have
0: survived six recessions, and that's about it.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, in sports, like, every sport, like, the best do not last 30 years or 25 years. No, that's usually just, like, the consistent guys that have always been mid-pack. So, it's, yeah. I mean, I mean how many championships people... have, the,
0: have the Knicks run? Oh,
1: one. I, in their lifetime too, I think. But I mean, I was never born for one. I think zero. So. I don't. I don't
0: think the Knicks have ever won one.
1: Uh, back in the sixties, I think they won one. Oh, okay. But,
0: but either way, they're like one of the most like well-known, you know, basketball teams out there. You, you got the Bulls, you got the Lakers, and then you get the Knicks, really. Yeah. Exactly. And they they suck.
1: Yeah. No, exactly. So, but so yeah, just for being around for the longest does not
0: make you the best anyway. So it doesn't. But if you can spin it into somehow how it's beneficial, you're better off. Military, hey, veteran-owned. That's fantastic. A lot of us are veterans. Mm -hmm. How does you being a vet have anything to do with you coming and painting my bathroom? Now, if it's exactly even, one person versus the other, everything's exactly the same, apples to apples, and one person served in the military, and you have, if you are a homeowner that has an affinity towards that, well, maybe you'll win. But if that is your platform, which I see a lot of, veteran-owned. You know, like, you know, I've got my combat action ribbon. Great job. Like, that's, I love that you went out and served this country. But let mm-hmm. me ask you, how does you fighting overseas necessarily help me with my bathroom? They're, yeah. they're, they're different.
1: It's like a secondary uh, hiring, you know, characteristic. Yeah. Like, my, I think like my dad, a veteran, he would probably take that guy over someone who wasn't if they were on the same wavelength though, but it's not going to be the first reason why they're saying, yeah, I am taking
0: this guy. So correct. Unless you can spin it. Hey, I'm a veteran, which means I'm really regimented with our process. So, you know, you're going to get a quality experience with us or something like that. It's Mm -hmm. like, if somebody applied to work here and they said, you know, I was captain of the lacrosse team in high school. Okay. Well, like, that's great that you did that, but unless you can say, because I was captain of the lacrosse team in high school, I learned how to properly lead different personalities and we ended up resulting in a championship. Well, now that makes sense. Okay, great. I'll I'll more likely to hire that person. Mm -hmm. So if you're a vet, great. How does that apply to this? How does your experience in the military translate
2: over to what we're doing now? Mm -hmm. My dad, so with, with the oil company, the really, the really
1: pain point he hits is like the fear that people have is when he comes in with a big oil truck, is it's going to be a spill in their brand new paved driveway. And it's going to be like an oil or something leaking. And a lot of oil companies, the problem is their trucks are dirty. So way my dad spins it that he was in the Marines for five years was, you know, if people are on the fence, he'll tell them like, oh yeah, I've been in business for 35 years. So that, that right there says, you know, I'm not a new kid that doesn't know the risks that come with a new paved driveway and having to, to go in there and then he's like i've been i've been the, i was in the marines before that i run my operation like like marines it's clean it's tight my trucks are clean there's not a speck on them they wash them every day the drivers are, are are you know trained if something does happen they know what to do it's so it's kind of like he, that's how he spins it just like you said it's it's that military like approach that's how he can spin it and that usually gets people off there uh off their which is
0: water. good which is a fantastic way to spin it because you know, the cleanliness aspect of it, we're going to show up on time, you know, because like the last thing that you want is a contractor. Like, I mean, think about when direct TV, yep, we're going to be at your house between 8am and 6pm. Make sure you're there. Like, are you serious? (laughs) Like, That's a whole day of anticipation that I can't leave the house because you know damn well that 3pm comes around, you're like, oh, I got to run out for five minutes. As soon as you leave, they're going to call you and go, hey, we're here. If you're not here in the next minute, we're leaving. So to have that able to spin that and wrap it back into this is how it benefits you is better Mm -hmm. family owned how does this you know i i see a lot of taglines that are so bad because it's like you know family owned and operated
2: and it but this what what us business owners do is we make it about us Mm -hmm. we don't make it about you yeah see i i
1: get family owned operated if it's a different business than contracting because. Yeah, there's, there's big, you know, contracting companies, but like most of them are family owned and operated though. So that wouldn't make sense to me. But if you're saying like, oh man, I don't know, like, uh, you know, maybe going besides like, uh, like going to Apple or Android, if you said it was a family owned and operated, you know, phone store that you were making or whatever, it might be more enticing to not give it to big people. You'd go to like your community. But if you're a That's contractor, true. most of them are family owned and operated. So that wouldn't really make any sense. To like try to sell that, you know? Because everybody's family owned and operated.
0: Yeah, exactly. So if you could somehow spin that one, say the phone store, you know, family owned and operated. So as a local business, you know, or like, you know, we support local businesses. So we hope that you'll support us, something where it's like, you know, kind of playing that community feel to it. But either way, if you can't spin these or you can't justify how your experience, your background, your situation benefits them you're selling on the wrong stuff and that's how it kind of all ties back to this status thing so this how we do it is let's say for like the pond company or any other company shit doesn't matter if you are one, if you want to get in high-end homes and you want to get in people's homes that are status driven then when you create content and you show you building whatever it is that they want or you repainting their fence or whatever it is if you need to also show the home, you need to show the cars they drive because you, you, you want to do all these associations, right? Because if you look at Bayer, Bayer back and body and you think, oh, this is what Shaq uses. Well, now this is the athlete's sports screen.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And if you, you know, and, and you see this all the time with like people who like do like auto detailing, right? Yeah. They take pictures of Ferraris and Bentleys and Lamborghinis and all these really high-end cars that they do. So you think, shit, they can do a Bentley or Lamborghini. They're definitely going to do my Hyundai pretty well. Or (laughs) if you're a a Lambo or a Bentley owner, you're going to take it to them because you see this is the type of clientele that they service. So if you're a contractor and you are servicing these types of homes, when you do your content and you sell, you need to understand that you need to show what these people are used to seeing because mm-hmm. if you can position yourself as I am the high end homer's remodeler, I am the high end homeowners painter. It's much easier to get back in those neighborhoods because they can go, well, they've taken care of other people that are like me, so I should hire them. And that's kind of how yeah. it all comes back.
1: Yeah, it's it's one of the the five step criteria we you use for websites. It's the show me factor. So if you show that and then oh yeah, by the way, we you know, we We're pretty high-end. We work really, we exclusively work with high-end clients, you know, but if you have no pictures or videos or no content to prove that they got the three Mercedes in the driveway and, you know, they live in, you know, Chevy Chase, Maryland, it's like, you know, Hey, you got to show it. I mean, you could just be saying anything at this point. It's just
0: words. It just words until you actually position it that way. So when you're doing this, you need to really showcase who you go after. And that's kind of like we're building a website for someone right now. And they were like, Yeah, we want to go after the younger clientele. I'm like, Great, do you have any pictures? Or I'm sorry, they, uh, they said younger, but they also said like larger homes. We're like, Do you have any pictures of like these larger homes if you've ever built one? And they're like, uh, I don't think so. It's much easier to sell work that you've done by saying, Hey, we did this other job very similar to yours. Mm-hmm. Because it's like the association of, Well, they've already done it once, they can do it for me too you need to position it that way. So if you're going into somebody's home and that you know has a couple of Mercedes, if you happen to have other project profiles that you've done where they have Mercedes as well and you capture those Mercedes somehow in the video, in the blog, in the pictures, it's much easier to sell that because they already trust that you know how to work with a Mercedes owner.
1: Yeah, so I got a question for you. If, uh, say, there's a contractor that's that, they want to work more to the high end clientele, like obviously do a little bit more in like the lower, you know, not quite as, as Mercedes, but maybe they like their only experience has been working in like the upper middle class to middle class, but they want to move into like the, the rich and famous or whatever, in the, you know, million dollar homes and all that. How would you say to transition them into that? How would they go about trying to switch their clientele or, or kind of move, expand their clientele into that, into that upper
0: echelon region? Stock images, stock images. It's got to look real. It's got to. I mean, there's there's the good stock images and then there's the bad ones. There's the ones where it's like, you know, you have the painter wearing overalls and a hard hat to paint something. You know, like they're using like, yeah, it's it's really bad. um So you got those that are really bad, but you also have ones that are more similar. So they're showing high end homes, mm-hmm. and then you kind of step your way up from there. And if somebody says, oh wow, that's a really nice kitchen. Did you build that? And if it's not yours, then what I would say, because this is how I used to sell, I used to sell websites Mm -hmm. because I'm a very uh, visual salesperson. So I say, pull up this website. Let's walk through it. This is one that I built. But before I had a different style of websites, which is similar to the one I had now, I would say, do me a favor, go on this website and they'd pull it up and I'd say, all right, how do you like this website? And they're like, this is gorgeous. This is exactly what I want. And I'm like, okay, great. And if they said, did you build this? I'll say, no, but I know exactly how to do it i like that it was Easy enough. i didn't lie i didn't i didn't know this work as my own i just said no but i know exactly how to do it so if somebody says oh wow this is a gorgeous kitchen did you is this your kitchen did you remodel this and you can go nope but i know exactly how it's done
2: yeah you can't argue with that
0: easy enough right yeah i feel and i feel like with that people
1: are more in line to trust you because not not every- like i i I know for me uh, what contractors actually take photos and take videos like before I started working here, I knew none, so that you're yeah of course they're gonna they're gonna be the, why are they gonna doubt you and like if Mercedes said or you know um did, did you guys did, did your dealership sell these cars to all these people if they have like you know all the celebrities they sold the cars to he goes no, but the other Mercedes did it's like, okay, well, then this dealership is is not that, but yeah, a horrible example, but yeah contractors i feel like it's just that's that's like an easy easy way to go around that and try to move up there that's a good idea
0: you gotta start somewhere and i totally get that you know it's not always easy but if you build a gorgeous kitchen based off one that maybe a stock image online you build this gorgeous kitchen well now you're gonna take pictures of it because you're proud of it and now you actually have visual representation of what you can do Mm -hmm. so
1: Yeah. yeah You got to do work
0: that it,
1: content comes easy when you do work that you're proud to show off.
2: You yeah. know,
1: it's, it's those, those jobs where you're like, uh, I don't really feel like showing this off that they're like, they dread it and don't want to pull out their phone. So.
0: Yeah. And that's, yeah. And it's, it's a tough, it's a cycle where, you know, how do you, how do you sell high end work if you don't have high end pictures, but how do you get high end pictures if you don't do high end work? Just, Get some of those stock images, get ones of, of kitchens that you would like to do, because that's what I, we always ask uh, people when we build a website, hey, I you know you've been in business for five years, whatever it is, ten years, sixteen years. what services do you want to do? What type of clientele do you want to go after because they're most likely out there.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's just can you know let's position you in front of those because if your website's all about you know painting and you're actually trying to get more into remodeling, but everything you show is befores and afters of just painting then what's somebody going to think when they want to hire you for a kitchen remodeling project? Probably can't handle it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So, so the easiest thing on this guys is to understand what people really want when they hire you. So when they say stuff like, you know, if you say, Hey, what are you looking for in a contractor? And they say, well, I want somebody who provides a good experience or a quality job. And instead of going, Oh, well I do that. Go. Okay. Well, when you say quality job, I'm curious, quality is kind of subjective. What does that mean to you? Because now it's a bit different. Now it's like, well, it's got to be longer lasting. Well, what do you mean longer lasting? Well, I want to make sure that this stuff works well. Well, if you know that when they say that they want a quality job and they want, you know, this, the, the paint has to last at least seven years, 10 years, then you could very easily go, Oh, by the way, we also have a warranty. We actually have a 10 year warranty. So if this, for some reason, I know you only want seven, but if it goes down in 10 years, because you know, in the back of your head, let's say, for example, the paint's going to last 15 years. You go, well, we have a 10-year warranty and you're lasting for seven. So if after seven years, it goes down, we'll come back and do it for free. What do you think? They're way more likely to hire you then because now you're selling on what they want. Mm-hmm. What's the number one reason you, you have Amazon? You have Amazon Prime, right, Alex? Mm-hmm. What's the number one reason you use it or you have it?
2: Next day shipping or two-day shipping, yep. whatever it is yeah
0: Speed. you know how often have you ever gone on amazon and before buying something you went into the seller's uh profile to learn all about them if they're a family-run business if they've been around for 30 years never <laughs> never because <laughs> you don't give a shit about that all you care about no. is is it easy it to buy fast, and understand. is it going to get here in two days mm-hmm.
1: yeah exactly
0: that's
1: why and I that's why amazon. You go on amazon
0: yeah, exactly. yeah. That's why, cause you're going there for that, that reason. So, and that's what I talked to like Andrew about the other day about lighting, you know, with this lighting company and outdoor lighting. And he was like, I don't know, like, you know, how do we position it? Maybe we like, cause he's like, cause technically we're not as good as like the really high end electricians around here. Cause they can do a lot of stuff. And I was like, we're not going to beat them in, in being technical. So let's maybe beat them in speed. Maybe these guys are very good at their actual trade, but they suck at scheduling. So the fastest that they can come out there to fix your basic light is two months. But for us, maybe we somehow set up where, hey, we'll get there in a week. You know, one week turnaround maximum. Mm -hmm. Same idea of Amazon, two-day shipping turnaround. Same thing as what Domino's was trying to do with 30 minutes or less. So if you can't beat them on being super technical or super this, find another tangible thing. And communication is a hard or experience. Those are both hard, subjective things to really deliver on because what does communication mean? But if you can say, you know, this project, like Bath Fitters, bath fitters gets your shit done in a day. That's mm-hmm. why people like it. They don't like it because it's like, oh, wow, this is a super high quality product. They like it because it's fast and it solves their immediate need.
1: Yeah. And everybody's uh, definition of communication and good communication is different too. Like some people want to be- updated every single step of the way other people just want to be like tell me when there's a problem you know it's so it, it's a tough se- it's a tough selling point to really hit on because that could lead to some bad reviews if you don't
0: hit what they expect you know exactly so yeah i mean so there you go guys if you're in that boat where you think you know what you're trying to sell or or what you've been selling or, or you're going for the high end clients and for some reason they're still looking at you and comparing you to the low end people Let's talk about a website, because this is this is what we do is we, we go through it all with you. We figure out what your clients actually want, what they care about, and then we get that up on the website. And then that is how, that's how the game changes. That's how the average website has a conversion rate of 1%, we average 4%. Four times more people that come to your website will fill out a contact form than on the average website, specifically because this is all we do. So if you want that, Contractor Growth Network, See you there.
2: See ya.